I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. He's the editor-in-chief for college football at The Athletic. It's Stuart Mandel making the big interview. Award-winning writers, athletes, coaches, the biggest names in sports. It's the Gary Parish Show Big Interview on 92.9 FM ESPN. So, Stu, let's start with the viral moment from last night. Uh, down at LSU, Brian Kelly is holding a normal press conference, and he's very lightly, sort of playfully, goofing around with the media about them being maybe not as prompt as he would have liked them to be. And one of the beat writers pops off and says, maybe I would be on time if you won. It made for, I don't know, uh, I laughed at it, but also found it kind of awkward. What did you make of this? What is, broadly speaking, a non-story, but still a fun story? Same as you, Gary. Uh, I thought it was funny, um, especially – uh, you know, we, I think it was like a TikTok, uh, caption on there. Um, but I actually knew people who were in the room who said it was actually quite awkward. Uh, and, and look, I'm, you know, I'm torn here. On the one hand, I'm all for a media, uh, keeping coaches from bullying them, which often, you know, big college football head coaches do. But you also have to show a certain level of respect and, you know, making fun of Brian Kelly for losing to, uh, you know, losing floor stays, maybe something uh, others can do, but maybe not the people covering the team. Yeah, like, um, you know, let, let me start by saying I laughed, and I wasn't offended. I wasn't outraged as a journalist or think that the professions lost its way. I don't even think about things like that. But I did also find it awkward in the sense that I've been a beat writer. I've been in a million press conferences. I would never imagine popping off like that at a coach. It's one thing to inside joke, whatever, but to basically say, hey, 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 you just lost your first game at LSU, and until you can start winning, don't tell me what to do. It it did seem out of line, or at least unlike anything I would ever even imagine doing or anything I've even seen. Have you ever seen anything like that in a press conference? Um, Not off the top of my head, no. The reporter involved had a pretty – lengthy Twitter thread explaining what happened. So, um, I, you know, people can read that, and I'm sure some will say, okay, yeah, not a big deal, and some will uh, call for her being fired. So, you know, as is all things with this. <laughs> I'm talking to Stuart Mandel here from The Athletic. He's on Twitter, at SL Mandel. That's at SL Mandel. Um, we now know that we are going to get a 12-team college football playoff Um if you were guessing, and I guess that's what we are are all doing at this point, uh, what season would you guess it is first attached to? Um, 
I think that the mandate the president gave to the commissioners last week was get it done for 2024. And it's going to be considered a real letdown uh, of maybe, you know, I'll take it a step further. They will have failed to do their jobs if they don't. And I'm not saying that would be easy by any means. There are a lot of contracts involved with the, with ESPN, with the Bulls, that will have to be tor- you know, either torn up or reworked or whatnot. Um, but I, I do think that, you know, the the issues that held this up during the, I don't know, year and a half or so that the commissioners spent debating this thing, the message from the presidents who oversee them last week was get over it. We want this to happen. You're you're leaving way too much money on the table. And so I think they'll figure out a way to get it done. Leaving way too much money on the table is something they also do as it pertains to putting these games in bowls as opposed to putting them uh, up for bid. Is there any thought that they'll shift away from the bowl system or is there too much strong ties there that's just not going to happen? I don't think they can do it before 2026 because, uh, you know, those New Year's Six Bowls have a contract and, um, you know, you're not just going to cut them out. Now, after once you start a new contract in 2026, theoretically, I don't think they would cut them out. Uh, I have been advocating that, you know, the plan as it is now is that the first round games, which are teams five through 12, will be on campus. And then the quarterfinals will be at bowls. I think both those rounds should be on campus. And then you let the Bulls take turns hosting the semis and the championship. So that's more sensible to me because uh, as it is now, the one through four teams are not going to get the chance to host a game, even though they would arguably have earned it. Um, but as we know, there's very deep ties, very deep loyalty to the Bulls. Um, I certainly think the Rose Bowl, for one, will get taken care of in some way. Whether all six will, I don't know. Um, but, you know, I did not sense during the – uh, discussions last year when the commissioners were talking about this, that any of them, any of those 11, were um, pushing to cut the bulls out of it. Last weekend, uh, Georgia, after losing a million players to the NFL draft, winning a national championship, opens with Oregon, a team that was ranked 11th at the AP poll at the time, and whipped them 49-3. to uh, They looked just as good as ever despite losing all those pieces. Did anything about that surprise you, or did you expect Georgia to, to be just as impressive uh, on some level as they looked last season? No, it's, it, what surprised me is keeping a defense that lost, like you said, so many guys in the NFL, uh, keeping Oregon out of the end zone for 60 minutes. Um, now, as you know, with these season openers, as time goes on, things that didn't make sense at the time start to make more sense. I don't think Oregon's going to go to have a you know, nine, ten-win kind of season after what I saw the other day, and so maybe that will make more sense. But to me, that is a sign that, uh, that Kirby Smart has turned, fully turned Georgia into what Alabama has become. Not only does he win the national championship, not only does he recruit great classes, but that they can lose whoever to the NFL and just pick up where they left off. Um, yeah, we'll see when they play some of the you know tougher SEC teams, obviously, whether that's actually going to be a week-in, week-out thing or whether this was a case of you know Oregon just being completely unprepared. But um, that was about as uh, impressive an opening statement as you can make. Talking to Stuart Mandel, editor-in-chief, college football at The Athletic. Um, this weekend you mentioned Nick Saban, his top-ranked Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, they're on the road in Austin playing Texas. Alabama a 20-point favorite over an unranked Texas team. Um, are they in any danger in Austin, or is, is this mostly going to be light work for the Crimson Tide? 
it's very hard to see a scenario where where Texas would win the game. They're just not anywhere close to Alabama overall. Obviously, they have a great running back in Bijan Robinson, and there's high hopes for their quarterback Quinn Ewers. But top to bottom, you know, not playing with the same kind of talent as Alabama. I just think for Texas, you know, you hate to play the moral victory game here, but if they can be competitive uh, for four quarters, that to me would would be a good sign for Texas. Um, they don't want to lose you know, 55 to three or something like that, that would not bode well for Steve Sarkeesian. Another big game, 2.30 ABC, number 24 Tennessee at number 17 Pittsburgh. So the AP pollsters have Pittsburgh as the higher rated team, by extension, I guess, in their opinion, the better team, and yet odds makers have Tennessee as a six and a half point favorite on the road. Who's got this right, the AP pollsters or the odds makers? Usually it's the odds makers. It's usually the odds makers, and I do think that the pollsters have the two reversed. Um, now, Pitt had a nice opening win, no doubt, uh, against West Virginia in a, in a big, you know, intense uh, rivalry game. I thought Keaton Slovis, their quarterback from USC, looked really good. Um, he had kind of an up-and-down last year, year and a half at USC, so it's good to see that from him. But, gosh, Tennessee's got so many weapons. You know, you saw that in their opener that it's not just Cedric Tillman. They've got a bunch of t- uh, really good receivers there. Um, and, you know, Pitt lost a lot of star power from, from last year's team. So, you know, I think it'll definitely be a, a good, close, competitive game, but I do think Tennessee's the better team. Wrapping up here with Stuart Mandel, editor-in-chief for College Football at The Athletic. He is on Twitter at SL Mandel. Last thing before I let you go, on realignment, the new Big 12 commissioner um, has said that uh, they are looking to expand and they are looking at going out west. It's unclear if he means Pac-12 schools or San Diego State-type schools, um, but certainly he's looking to that part of the country to try to uh, to make the Big 12 bigger and further stabilize. Can you envision a Pac-12 school leaving the Pac-12 for the Big 12? And if not, does something like San Diego State and other outside-of-the-power-five-level West Coast schools make sense for the, for the Big 12 expansion? I think that he is posturing for the in the event that the Big Ten decides to take more Pac-12 schools. There's really no, you know, based on all of the data and TV analysts I've talked to and whatnot, there's no financial incentive for Pac-12 schools to uh, join the Big 12 if the Pac-12 stays as it is with right? those 10 schools that are still there. The second Oregon or Stanford or whoever goes to the Big 10, then, then all hell breaks loose and you probably would see some sort of um, consolidation there. So the question is, is that something that's about to happen? Uh, is that something that's now on the back burner for the Big 10? Nobody knows. There have been meetings with representatives of Oregon, Washington, with representatives of the Big 10, but that can be, you know, very preliminary. You don't know, but, you know, I think, I think he's talking about both. I mean, obviously he would love to have some of those Pac-12 schools, but if that's not an option, you know, and he wants to expand, I think there would be a, a competition between the two uh, conferences for a San Diego State, uh, possibly a Fresno State, some of those schools that, um, you know, have been very competitive at the Mountain West level. And it's Stuart Mandel, editor-in-chief for college football at The Athletic. Make sure you're subscribed. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.